Welcome to Roll Gay Roleplay, a real gay, real play D&D podcast. I'm Chris the DM, and today we're going to summer camp. Hi, my name is Katie, and um, I never finished My Immortal. My Immortal, the Evanescent song? Right, right that's the all song? I thought of. No, it's um, My Immortal, the Harry Potter... Oh, I'm so upset. Brendan would know what I'm talking about. It's it's a Harry Potter fan fiction written on like fanfic.net like three, 13 years ago. And it's all like this girl's like self insert. My name is Raven Darkness Dementia Way. And hold on. Harry I'm writing Potter's that name a- down. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of like Harry Potter's goth and in love with me. And Draco Malfoy's also goth and a vampire in love with me. And oh, Voldemort is also He's related to my chemical romance somehow. It's it's just it's really cringe early two thousands bullshit. Um, so my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Living. Who am I today? I am fuck it. I'm I'm Paris Hilton and um Garage. Yeah. Garage. Here we go. Oh, I was gonna fucking be Jinx Monsoon and I was gonna say I'm a cool mom. <laughs> huh. You are a cool mom. Thank you. I tried. Hi, my name is Tisha, and I'm not okay. Yes. <laughs> now. Very nice. I okay. No, it's the My I'm Chemical Romance okay. song. Okay. Oh yeah, I know. That's the part. That's that's the part of the bridge. Oh. Okay. With the little piano part. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, have y'all ever tried to? karaoke i'm not okay no are no. you kidding first of all what gerard way I, I i give bitch their props because what he can do with his voice mm-hmm. is fucking ridiculous but yeah i tried doing that song and cemetery drive it's such a weird band to pick for karaoke uh listen um gerard way if you're here if you're if you ever Listen to this podcast. <laughs> you get it. Get it Raven get it. Darkness Dementia Way and uh <laughs> Brennan Lee Mulligan and me, we can all get this going, okay? Yeah. Like I still have a crush on the right way. So good Sp- art. Speaking of crushes, what's our question? Speaking of crushing it, Is would that- you rather okay. fight a chicken to the death every time you get inside a car? Or fight a chimpanzee once a year, but you get to use a sword. Okay. Every time you get into a car. So there's this, like, chicken that hangs out near your car that guards it from you. That's a very realistic chicken behavior. I, I mean, we have geese in the Midwest. You have geese up in Canada, too. That's, mm-hmm. Those are mean, mean birds. I feel like a chicken is, like, nothing compared to a goose. Um, you didn't fight a chimpanzee to the death. So I think that I would fight because I think about the fact that I'm a teacher and could you, I could imagine my principal in the parking lot (laughs) when I'm getting into my car and she's just like, what the (laughs) fuck are you doing in your car? And it's me like having super smash bros with this chicken. (laughs) So I definitely, yeah, I would fight the chimpanzee once a year, but I wouldn't like kill it with my sword or anything like that. I would just brandish it and like, you know, scare the chimpanzee off. I would defend myself. There we go. My, my answer does depend on whether I get the year to train. Because I don't know how to use a sword. If I got yeah. a year to train on how to use a sword, bring this chimpanzee on. But if I had to fight a chimpanzee, like, tomorrow, I would choose the chicken. Because I don't drive too often, and I feel like I can take a chicken. And, like, what, am I going to get scratched? I've got cats. I'm good. Like, and I've had birds. I've been bitten before. I don't feel like a chicken's going to do, like, irreparable damage. Whereas, I think a chimpanzee could fuck me up. And if it gets the sword, game over. Not you. Not you losing the sword in the fight. Right. right. (laughs) I have no faith in myself. I'm going with the chicken. I feel like it's a guarantee. Worst case, I'm going to get my ankles bitten. Oh, no. I lose a fingernail. Your eyes, Bam. your eyes plucked out. That chicken's are, not getting near my eyes. I'm chicken is gonna get near your eye. They can flap their wings. Get up there. Get right up there. Right at your eye. I do forget chickens can fly. But I, I don't, and I feel like I don't want to fight it every day. Like every time you get into a car, 
And if you get into a car more than... I, I get in the car right. like once a week, maybe. So... Okay. I'm not, I'm not car dependent because I'm antisocial. Well, it also includes... I'm, I'm just going to say it also includes public transit in case you're a public transit kind of person. I, I would fight the chimpanzee once a year and I would do similar to what Jonathan does. And, and also... If I die, I die. I'm okay. I, I'll spend the next. I will spend the next year. I'll I'll set my first fight with the chimpanzee. Uh, you know, a year from today, or a year from yesterday, and you know, do all the things that I want to get done in my life, and then just be like, all right, hey chimpanzee, I'm ready. Bring it on. Ready to go. I mentally don't think I could kill a chicken every day. I feel like <laughs> it would be a more justified fight to the death, me and a sword versus a, a chimp. Absolutely. I feel, you know what I mean? Like, every day I have to kill a chicken. That would just be horrible. And, like, is the chicken just, like, like there's just, like, a chicken parked in every vehicle waiting for you? Just, I get into an Uber. Chicken. <laughs> Right. How do you like explain this to your Uber driver? Uber or like, does it, does like everyone know they're like, okay, so Jonathan's getting into the Uber. Uh, you know, Rolf, do you have the chicken ready? <laughs> and then Rolf just pulls out like a Balenciaga bag, and there's a chicken in there. That like that's exhausting. <laughs> Especially like, cause yeah, I don't like live like Houston has terrible transport like public transportation mm-hmm. so i can't um, and for how big harris county no i no no thank you i couldn't see myself fighting a chicken every time i got onto you know the locomotive of the day or whatever that sounds horrible very fair so yeah i would i would definitely defend myself against the chimpanzee and you are correct if it's my time to go baby then it's my time to go like you know just make it quick right and i feel like a chimpanzee would make it a lot quicker than a chicken yeah. And chickens have like little, oh, yeah. Because no. at some point, I'm, I'm done. I'm done fighting chickens. I don't want to do it again. Like, I think after day 100, I'm just not the same person anymore. Right? I, I mean, I wonder if it like, pl- like fucks with your morals. Somehow Chris is just okay with it. Like, whatever, dude. Look, uh, yeah, you guys are, are over here being martyrs, and that's really cute. But yeah. That is a free chicken every day. If you have the energy and time to murder disembowel luck uh, cook that chicken that's a free chicken i feel like i'd pay someone to do that part make this food make this something i can throw on the grill please i don't want to do the hard stuff yeah and may- this time can we have it a spatchcocked <laughs> what is that spatchcock a chicken whenever you cut it down the center and it's like butterflied or whatever yeah oh uh, okay I, I regret asking well, if you're grossed out by that, get ready for this fucking episode. I'm yes. okay. Yeah, this is a kind of a horror movie episode that I've written and set in a summer camp. So if we're ready, do you want to get started? Let's do it. Okay. Yes. All right. The three of you find yourselves in the back of a moving van. It's a van that you can see the windows out of. You're not, like, taken or anything. After driving a few hours deep into the forest, your van arrives at Camp Nethermouth. <laughs> Nethermouth means vagina. Yes, Chris. <laughs> Just, I got it. I didn't get it, so thank I you. Didn't, yeah. I, I, I didn't want to get it. <laughs> you arrive arrives at Camp Nethermouth, where you've been hired for the summer as junior counselors. It's a week before the campers will arrive. As the van parks near a long building with a sign reading Mess Hall, your driver, a large bugbear man, gets out and unlocks the doors. Uh, Which one of you will be getting out first? Um, I will. Um, So I I stand up and I say, I guess it's time to see what this whole camp thing's about. Yes, let's. And... My character, Lisa Ben, will get out second. Okay. This guy's name is Ralph. Ralph is a... Uh, uh, oh, fuck. I totally forget. Dragon. Dragon. People. Dragon. Born? Not Dragonborn. The one with the tails. Lizard folk. Not lizard. The one that people are, like, racist against, but, like, not actually because no one ever does that. 
Hold on. Uh, Dragonkin. Uh. Hold on. I'm looking Jace. at all the races right now. I don't know. I have a I have a lizard folk in this, but I don't know if she has a tail. She. Tiefling. Tiefling. Oh okay. God. The basic gayest one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so not the lizard. Got it. Yeah, not the lizard. <laughs> Another type of lizard. You know what I mean? <laughs> Can you not see on D and D Beyond what race you are? Yeah, I just had the wrong one up by accident, and oh, then I forgot. Okay. It's that other type of work, you know. Yeah. As the three of you exit the van, you see the bugbear driver grunt and throw the keys to an owlin woman. She is dressed head to toe in camp counselor gear, including a bucket hat and a whistle. She approaches the three of you and says. Welcome to Camp Nethermouth. I'm Paula. I'm the camp director here. I'm so happy to have you all here for the camp this summer. Are you excited? I'm excited. Totally excited, dude. Please, go ahead and introduce yourselves. I want to make sure I remember everybody's name. And please, tell me something special about yourself, too. I want to remember everything this summer. Uh, at this point, I will let you introduce your characters. Jonathan, since your character exited first, go ahead and introduce your character first. All right. Well, uh, my character is, uh, her name is Choppin' Arlette. You can just call her Choppin'. You get it? Because Chopin, but if you look at how it... Yes. Okay. Love Choppin'. It. It. Anyway, so her... <laughs> yeah, Choppin'. And uh, she's a Vidalkin, so she is uh, blue head to toe, really smart, Ooh. super intelligent. Um, and she is a wizard, uh, a really good with magic and really good at convincing people to do what she wants. She uh, comes out and she is uh, like, she's not dressed for camp. She's just not. So she's in this body con form fitting like um, ankle length uh, dress that is like this emerald green and she's wearing uh strappy uh booties uh that stop also at her ankle and then she just has bangles and bangles aplenty on her arm and her hair is uh slicked back all the way back and she's giving like the wet hair look um yeah wow. and she has like big beautiful pointy ears and yeah she's like okay gorgeous well um i guess we will continue on to the other part of camp and i look at the other friends that are with us hi my name is lisa ben Ide, and my character is a loxodon so that is like an elephant folk so she has an elephant head very large she is wearing a brown loose fitting pants with a white top, some suspenders, and a brown jacket over top with a hat on. Uh, okay. My name is Lisa, Lisa Ben. Uh, Ad, you can just call me Lisa Ben. And I grew up on an apricot farm. That is so interesting. Apricot, mm -hmm. I'm going to remember that. And Lisa Ben is a level three fighter, level three warlock way nice my character's name is ralph i think he's like the water i was gonna say water sports but this is a gay podcast <laughs> <laughs> he's the outdoor activities director obviously too stoned to be around children alone so there's someone else that has to be there but definitely super chill super relaxed um he is a monk level six because he is really good with balancing on that surfboard. Oh, slay, slay. Perfect. And he fights with boomerangs, which is really cool. The first boomerang main weapon. Right? Now that we have gotten to know Choppin, Lisa Ben, and Ralph, the Owlin will introduce herself. Did she already? already? I forget. She'll do it again. Well, I'm Paula. I'm the camp director here at Camp Nethermouth. And the person that drove you in, if he didn't introduce himself, is Rex. He's our cook and handyman, and he's not a very good talker, but he's a great driver, isn't he? Oh, absolutely. Yes, very good driver. Mm -hmm. Baddest driver in the East, uh, the, uh, the baddest driver of Nethermouth. Mm. Oh, you know I sat in the back, man. That's where all the real bumps hit. <laughs> well... <laughs> I, I don't mean to put you into work right away, but Rex over here. Uh, Rex, 
Rex, uh, next time you take the car, just take the car key. We've been locked out of the rec center for like hours because you took all the keys. So just next time, just the car key. Okay, buddy? Thank you. And Rex, as he's walking into the mess hall, will grunt. Just, Okay. Well, we're running a little behind. I don't mean to put you right into work, but I'm going to introduce you to our activities director. She needs help uh, setting up. And now that we've got the keys, uh, we can go unlock it, okay? So everyone hop back in the van. I'm going to take you to the rec center. It's just, yeah, hop back in the van. I don't want to walk. Sounds like a plan, bitch. Yes. And so, uh, yeah, I I jump into the van. Uh, I'm going to take the passenger seat. Mm, okay. Well, Paula notices your initiative. I look at her and I say, hey, squirrel. Once you load into the van, Paula will start it up and then drive about 90 feet, stop it again and say, okay, we're here at the rec center. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> that was not as efficient as I thought it was going to be. No, But well, yes, don't we love an entrance though? Look at this entrance though. We came in on the van. We, we could have walked and looked like vagabonds, but we ain't no vagabonds. We bad bitches up in this bitch. Yes, and we're not going to use that profanity in front of the campers though, right? We got a week to use it all out. Just get all that energy out. You know, sometimes I like to say the F word. Frick. <laughs> Yo, are we allowed to, like, smoke in front of the kids? I mean, cigarettes. Just of course. In case you haven't, in case you didn't read your itinerary, right? If you're going to do that outside the cabins, and you have to do it during the daytime because we lock down all the cabins at night, right? You can't go out at night, ever, okay? But not in front of the kids. Get it all out of your system this week. I'm going to. Frick! <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying that I think that these kids have seen worse at home. So me saying a few bad words, you know, a little fuck here, a little fuck there, ain't gonna hurt nobody. Okay, we're kind of just work on that, aren't we? And that's fine. <laughs> what I need you to do first is I need you to go ahead and help Mira. Myra, that's her name. Sorry, I forget her name sometimes. I need you to help Myra, who is our activities director. She needs help uh, unloading and putting stuff away in the rec center, okay? So here, Paula will undo a key from the key ring, and she'll hand it over to Choppin and say, here's the key. We're going to unlock the door for Myra and then help her load everything up. She'll tell you where everything goes, and she's going to be the person this summer who's going to help you coordinate all the activities for the campers, right? So you're going to get to know her real well. She's lovely. Make sure you just give her a warm welcome, okay? I'll, I'll I'll take your bags over to your cabin and just make sure, since we're starting kind of late tonight, once you're done here, head right to your cabin. I'm going to have your uh, senior counselor. He'll give you dinner tonight, and then we'll meet up in the morning for a fresh day, okay? Will do uh, sounds like a fucking plan. I mean, a freaking, freaking yes, plan. Freaking plan. Oh, get it out. Oh, I've been holding that in for a while. Yeah, Paula, do you always just talk that much? Not that there's anything wrong. It's just uh, hard to keep up sometimes. Yeah, I've, I've got, I have a little secret. I've got an espresso machine in my cabin. Oh. Oh, she's a baddie. And I'm like shimmying. Yes, I'm going to go have another one. And uh, we've got seven weeks that we're going to be here. And there's new campers each week, okay? So we just got to make sure we remember their names and make sure they have a good time and take care of them and protect those kids, okay? Absolutely. And are you sure that you want to take my bag? It's quite heavy. Well, I, you know, I won't be carrying it. I'll make sure that your, your senior counselor, Derek, Derek's going to take care of everything for And if he can't lift it, he'll at least drag it close and then you can have it from there. How heavy is it? She is very large. So it's going to be quite heavy with the amount of clothes. She, I, I'd say it's probably like 75 pounds. Okay. Well, you know, Derek's a big guy, too. A lot of people are big here, so I think we'll be okay. Uh, you just, just help out Myra so she doesn't get all crabby, okay? I don't like her crabby. I'm going to go have a little bit more coffee. Okay. Bye, Paula. As Paula is leaving, uh, I look over at Lisa Ben and I look over at Rolf and I say, I mean, I was just getting some energy from her. And did she, it seemed a little weird when she said, uh, protect the kids. Did y'all I... feel any aura? Yeah, man. Well, I don't know if I can stay inside all night. That's when the waves are best. The moon really brings them out, you know? Yeah, the night is quite nice. Uh, I don't think that there was anything mischievous about saying protect the kids. I mean, that's what we do, right? Make sure that they don't get into any trouble. Um, well, I just have to say this one little thing, because... 
whenever she said uh we can't go outside at night and at, at, at no cost and then uh she said something about protect the kids y'all don't does anyone know about the wildlife around here i think that you may be reading too much into the situation okay you may you may be on to something but if i'm right you owe me a coke i mean we're in the woods there could be like bears maybe a wolf what flavor coke do you like cherry vanilla cherry vanilla i thought you said peruvian and that's an incredible joke but never mind (laughs) ah i missed an opportunity you did um, I hop out the car uh, with the keys. Great. And I um, look over at friends and I say, all right, y'all, well, uh, let's go ahead and get in here and help this. What, Myra? Yeah, we're going to go ahead and help this Myra uh, make sure that uh, they are settled and ready to go uh, for the children that are going to come in here. So I go over and do I need to unlock it with the key? Yeah, you will. As you approach the building, Myra will be sitting on the steps. She is an older lizard folk wearing just a t-shirt and shorts. Very, very comfortable looking. And she'll just say, about time. I walk over to her, but like in my heels. So it's it's kind of a, it's kind of like a girl running in heels that are too tall. <laughs> so they're really awkward steps. And I run over there and say, Myra, girl, I haven't seen you in so long. Pretend like we know each other. And I give her a big old hug. Oh, okay. Were you here a long time ago? No, you look too young for that. And Lisa Ben says, yes, we did take a while to get here. We took a very inefficient, but as Chopin said, fancy way here. Yes, very fancy, very fancy. So yes, it's me, Chopin, your girl. Uh, then we got over here, Lisa Ben. And over here, that's best friend. His name is Ralph. Ralph, you know, he's good for the kids, too. So we've been told that you need to get inside so we can help set you up. What are we setting you up for, girl? Yeah, we got a shipment. I got to make sure all the stuff goes into the rec center for the kids this summer. There's a lot of stuff. So just let's unlock it. And then all these boxes need to go in and I'll direct you from there. And if I get your names wrong, it's because I'm not trying. That is Please do your best. Remember, my name is two syllables. Chopping. It's it's pretty easy. You chop carrots. Chopping. All right, carrots. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love it. Did you say carrots? Where are they? I would love some carrots right now. You'll get dinner at the mess. No, you'll get dinner in your cabins later. First, you need to help me because sundown's coming soon. So let's get a move on. Open the doors. Um, I open the door, and as I open the door, I say, so what, what, uh, why, why are we so worried about sundown? All the cabins get locked at sundown. That's, uh, that's Paula's orders. I look back at, uh, at Lisa Ben, and I mouth, you owe me a Coke. <laughs> and she nods and looks away. <laughs> yeah, so I open the door, um, and what do we see? So when you open the door, you see the rec center. There is just a large play space with tables and chairs, cabinets, shelves, a room ready to be filled, but nothing's quite in it yet. Outside, there are boxes of things, and Myra will say, all right, so this one over here is going to be the arts cabinet, okay? So I want you to put all the paints and paintbrushes away from here, away here, in here. There should be three cans, cans, Tunnels, tubes. There's tubes. I don't know. I've been smoking a little bit. There should be three tubes of each color paint, and they should be unopened. And then there should be four dozen paintbrushes in those boxes. Make sure those go in this cabinet, okay? And then over here, I need you to put all the hiking gear. Anytime anything that's hiking goes over in this corner, okay? And then we've got science kits, because I'm a scientist. I used to be a scientist. I built some science shit. So you put it over here. All the science kits. Do not open the science kits. That's something the kids get to do. It's exciting for them, and they get to take it home. So leave them unopened. But make sure you open everything else, okay? Don't open the science kits. Got it, check. Okay. So science kits there. Art stuff there. Paints, paint brushes. Three of each. And then hiking shit. Is that understood? Sounds fantastic. And also, you know, I was told by Paula that we need to watch your mouth. So, you know, watch your mouth, Myra. Uh, we got a week. I'm going to go take a smoke break. Figure this out. Hey, Myra. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why I took your accent. <laughs> Yoinked. <laughs> Ralph, uh, Ralph is going to perk up. Mm. Hey, I think we're going to be uh, working together a lot this summer, Myra. I think, uh, I think it's real cool if we should uh, hang out, you know? Makes like a smoke sign. Oh. 
Uh, you got something? Oh, always. All right, it's you just... two put shit away. This one and I are going to go back. What's your name again? Ralph. Robert. Robert and I are going to go back. You two put shit away. Okay. Come on. And Myra will lead you out back, Ralph. Yeah, we'll leave you two to just go do whatever you're doing. We're going to have some fun in nature. Yeah, we're going to go experience nature. Exactly. Yeah. I love that for you. So Choppin and Lisa Ben, that leaves you with the boxes. Okay. So Choppin, uh, I think that we have formed a small little family here between me and you. And in any family, there is someone who delegates and someone who does. And I think I will delegate you to do the tubes of colored paint first. All right. Uh, Choppin reveals her... um... I guess you could, yeah, just emerald. It's an emerald green wand. And she reveals it. And from her uh, emerald green wand, she says, um, all right, well, uh, come on, little friend. And as she says that, she flicks her wand and her mage hand uh, reveals itself to begin moving the tubes to where they need to go. Very clever. That's awesome. Perfect. And then she sits down. <laughs> Awesome. Well, then your mage hand will realize that exactly as described, there are four dozen paint brushes ready and unused. You can open them up and put them away, or your mage hand can open them up and put them away. And there are three tubes of each color paint. So that way there's plenty to use for the summer. The mage hand will, how do you want to arrange it? Do you want to do like alphabetical or do you want to do it by like a gradient? Oh yeah, we're going to definitely do it by gradient. That sounds great. Okay. Beautiful. Then we'll start at red and then work our way down from there. It's a beautiful organized closet now. Love this for us. Yeah. As After the paint has been put away, you've got hiking stuff and science kits. And again, as you're opening the boxes, all the science kits are as described, unopened. Uh, they look very expensive, though. There's chemicals involved in there. There's beakers, and there's even a way to have a little bit of a fire on it. So I wouldn't call it a luxury camp. It's not glamping, but their parents definitely paid a lot of money for this. Oh, yeah. So oh, we can yeah. see in the boxes of the science kits. Yeah, you can see like what the box looks like inside the plastic wrap. Sure. Okay. okay. A-, a bunch of really expensive science kits that you're now putting away, and the kids will open those when they come. And then again, hiking gear. You've got, you know, boots, backpacks, water skins, flint. I don't know. I don't go camping. There's camp stuff. Granola. Uh, and okay. after, after a while... <laughs> Uh, so after a while, Ralph and Myra will come back in, and their eyes are a little bit red, a little bit glazed, and Myra will say, Oh, yeah, this is good work. Very nicely done. Thank you for this. It's going to be sundown soon, so you guys should get to your cabin. It's going to be the building right over there, uh, you know, across the field. That It's a little walk, you know, fast walk, quick walk, okay? Get there. And uh, your senior counselor, Derek, will be there, and he'll make sure you have food tonight and a good night's sleep, and we'll get back at it in the morning, okay? Sounds great. You guys did great. You two did awesome. Ralph, you can see me after breakfast, though, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I get it. I was looking at it, too. There's a little spider making a web in the corner. Just really psychedelic, man. It's going to be a good summer. All right, kids, get the fuck out of here. I like Mira. Uh, I'm glad that you like Mira. That was a little weird. Uh, just to let y'all know, her name actually is Mara. Oh, why did I say Mira? I must have heard it somewhere. Ah, uh, yeah, your dear friend over there, uh, uh, your friend Ralph. Yeah, he definitely was uh, saying Mira. Mira. Myra. <laughs> That's so wild, man. They sound so different. Okay. Well, I am going to the our bunks because I need to eat something. And she just goes. All right. Well, I guess I'm going to click clack on over to my, uh, my little room, too. We're all in the same cabin, though, right? Yes. You're all staying in the same cabin for tonight. So as you walk across the field of Camp Nethermouth, you see that there are there's four cabins for the campers. And only one of them has a light on right now. So you can assume that's the one you're supposed to go to. As you approach, I'm assuming you one of you walks in, yeah? Yes. Yes. Yeah. As you walk into the cabin with a light on, you see a, a young furbolg man. Uh, you can assume this is Derek, the one that everyone's been talking about. 
and he'll say, Oh, hey, uh, you're my counselors this we this year, right? Welcome. This is my first time as a senior counselor, so I'm real excited. Uh, it's nice to meet everybody. N- names? Ralph. I'm Lisa Ben-Eyed. I run over to him and I say, hey, Derek. And I give him a big old hug and I say, uh, it's me, your girl, Chopin. Great. It's nice to meet all of you. Thanks for the hug. That's awesome. And we love that energy here. Uh, yeah, as I said, this is my first time as a senior counselor, so I'm real excited. Yeah, let me get you guys your dinner. It's it's kind of light this time. We just have some beef jerky and granola. Our chef will make us breakfast in the morning, so we'll have a real meal tomorrow. But just eat what you can out of this, and, and Derek will pass over a basket of, as you said, granola bars, beef jerky, just some, you know, things you would have on a nature trail. M&M's, chocolate-coated candy strippers. Okay, wow. Thank God. From fucking cursed. Yes. Oh yeah. Um. As Lisa takes the basket, she's digging through it, and she says, "Excuse me, Derek. I was told there would be carrots." Oh. Uh. Let me see what I have in my bag. I might have some baby carrots from my hike this morning. I just made sure the trails looked good. Hang on. And Derek will dig through his bag, and there's a few carrots in there, like three or four baby carrots. He'll say, "Here. Uh, it's all I've got, but you're free to it." Lisa, Lisa Ben grabs them with her trunk and just shoves the whole bag into her mouth. Thank you. Of course. Uh, and as you're eating, I'm just going to go over the rules again for you. Uh, make sure you know everything. I'm sure you got a brief before you were hired. But so this camp is uh, lights out before the dark. So we need to make sure all the campers are in their cabins and secured. The cabins are secured within the cabin and outside the cabin. Okay. So I'm going to secure this cabin right now before nightfall. And he'll walk over to the door and lock it. Before nightfall actually happens, Paula will come by and padlock the other side. So we'll be secure in here. There's no leaving. So once the sun comes up, then we can leave again. All right? Other than that, we're going to make sure the campers do the same thing. Uh, We have an anti-bullying policy. And all the campers have been assigned cabins by their parents. So what cabin they're in is the cabin they stay in. And we don't change it for anybody, okay? But, uh, I mean, what happens if we have, like, the dance, the camp dance? That's not, that's during the day, too? Uh, well, we do have a, a shut-in at the end of each week. Uh, so we'll be all be in the mess hall the entire night. And it's going to be a, a, a good shindig. That's what I've heard. I haven't done one before, but it should be a good time. All the campers will have, like, an overnight in the mess hall. And we'll have games and fun. and But, yeah, we'll still be locked in there secured. There's still no nighttime exploring. If you say so. Yeah, I'm guessing you guys don't. Have have you researched the camp before you came here? Do you know much about it? No, I I don't. We were just, you know, given an invitation to come. Summer job's a summer job, buddy. Yeah, I guess. Okay, that scares me a little bit. But yeah, so Camp Nethermouth, this is the first time it's been open in 20 years. It shut down 20 years ago because some campers went missing. Some campers died. Let's just call it what it is. And uh, this is the first year that we're bringing it back. So we're trying to, you know, give it some new life. Uh, did they ever say the cause of death for these campers? I'm going to tell you a story that you can tell the more mature camp kids, okay? But just, we're trying not to have nightmares, right? But there is some legend to this campsite. Uh, my dad used to be a camp counselor here, so he told me about it, and I, I know how to tell the story pretty well. So there was a young counselor that was bullied by some of the campers for his speech impediment, and it got really bad one year, and the counselor just left in the middle of the night, and they never saw him again. A couple weeks passed, and some new campers came and started going missing in the forest. There was a outing at night with a counselor and a bunch of campers, and five of the campers went missing. The surviving campers and the counselor said that they saw a glowing face in the forest, and it was right when a new fog rolled in, so they couldn't really see anything aside from this glowing face floating in the forest. And when the fog dissipated, kids were missing. They also said they heard this weird mumbling noise as it was happening. Yeah, the next morning they found the kids dead. Uh, they were all pretty mutilated. Someone really went at it. Something really went at it. So there is the curse of the fog mumbler that goes with this camp. But it is the reason that we don't go out, just in case. Just 
that's a lot to process. Yeah, Paula was the camp counselor here 20 years ago as well, so this she feels really responsible. So she's trying to make sure by padlocking both the inside and the outside of each door that the campers are our priority here. It's it's just a safety precaution. I got got it. Yeah. Yes, got it. Okay. Yeah, just in case. Just in case, right. I mean, it's just a legend. My, my dad wouldn't have let me come here if it was true. I mean, he didn't see any fog mumbler. He just heard about it, and then the camp shut down. So if my dad allowed me to be here, it's not that dangerous. We're good. Don't, I don't mean to scare any of you. It's a legend, okay? I mean, children did die here, but there's no, like, supernatural being. Yeah. I'm sorry if I scared you. It is getting late, so I'm going to go ahead to sleep. Feel free to take whatever bunk you'd like, top or bottom. We'll get up in the morning when we unlock the doors and yeah, we sounds... unchain us. I, there's right. a bathroom in the cabin. You'll be fine. Just don't try and leave. I mean, I've got the key. You won't be able to leave, but don't leave, okay? Yeah. I'm not a fan of being locked in a room. What if it catches fire? It's a fire hazard. In, in, in the event of a fire, we'd probably want to get out. There's windows. If you have to leave in an emergency, then fine. There's windows, but just don't intentionally leave. Are these windows loxodon size? Um, they're not that big, but relax. It'll be fine. Okay, I'm, I'm going to get some sleep. You guys get hunkered in, and uh, we'll wake up tomorrow fresh and ready for a new day, and I'll show you around, okay? Do not eat my body if I shall perish. Jesus. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I won't. I won't? I won't. Cool. And Derek will curl up in his bunk and go to sleep. All three of you will hear, just as Derek explained, a lock from the outside of the door. And from beyond the glass, Paula will say, Have a good night, everyone. See you in the morning. We hear the, like clinking of the chains as she yeah you hear the locks snap together it's just safe and secure and she'll do a three knocks on the door you uh you guys don't mind if i smoke do you this is really freaking me out really wigging me out yes i do mind because we are stuck in here and if there is a fire i cannot get out okay (laughs) he's just gonna nervously fiddle with his little lighter then can you don't please please put the lighter away and please also i didn't hear from you two when I said, you promise you will not eat me if I die in here. Oh. Uh, uh, Choppin is <clears throat> baffled. <laughs> I can say that this goes without saying, uh, but I'm not trying to eat no elephant. No, thank you. I'm a loxodon. Thank you. I'm sorry. Uh, you, you are correct. Uh, I am not trying to eat a loxodon. Um, the calories. Do you see this dress? Absolutely not. <laughs> Okay. Well, thank you. And yes, if you wouldn't mind putting that lighter somewhere else, can you like stick your dank memes in your cheek pouch or something? Is that something that you can do? I've seen people do that with tobacco. A cheek pouch. I'm a lizard lady. Um, I pull out a purse and I say, oh, Ralphie, you can put that right on in here and uh, it'll be here. Uh, trust me, I will not be partaking in anything that you have. Uh, so it'll be safe with me. Awesome. I, I don't like fire, I will say. That's totally understandable, bro. <laughs> and, I, and I assume the, since you are a loxodon pretty heavy, you will not be sleeping on the top bunk. I would prefer the top bunk. So, Ralph, you can sleep on the bottom bunk on that side, right underneath uh, your friend over there. And I'm just going to sleep over here. And I pull out my emerald green wand. Mm. And uh, you see a dome of pitch black appear in a corner, and I step inside of it. Um, And then as I step out, I am now in uh, emerald green pajamas. I look at everyone and say, well, y'all can sleep over there. I'm going to sleep in here. And uh, y'all have a good night. So, all right. And I leave my purse out uh, for Ralph so that he knows that his dank memes are safe. Very nice. I love the personal closet that you created. That's something. Yeah, it's called Leoman's Tiny Hut. Also, you know, little sleeping chambers, you know. Great. So as the night goes on, you all drift to sleep. 
And then the fog sets in. And as you're falling asleep, I need everyone to make me a perception check. Rut row. I got a nat 20. 25. Because I get advantage on perception. Nice. I got a 12. Perception. I got a 7. Okay. Lisa Ben, you wake up to hear in the distance. Mumble, 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 mumble. As you wake up and look out the window, there is a faint glowing face in the distance in the woods, floating around the trees in between them. No one else wakes up to hear this. It is just you. She immediately wakes the other two up. Hey, sorry to bother you, but there is a weird floating face out the window. And I thought you should know. I'm still inside my little hut, and I say, uh, is that the, the legend that we were talking about earlier? And I, then I look out the window. Do I see it? Uh, you see a heavy fog, but no floating face. There ain't no fog out there. I mean, ain't no face out there. I don't see nobody. Yo, this is some, like, spooky shit, man. Lisa Ben looks out the window again. Is it still there? No. There's just a fog now. I could have sworn there was a floating yellow face. I must have been dreaming. Do I sleepwalk? Huh. Hey, Ralph, if I get up in the middle of the night, please don't wake me. Sounds good, buddy. I hear that's bad. I hear that's bad I pull bad out my emerald green wand. And, I, you know, I say, you know what, Lisa Ben? That, you know, it's kind of getting my spirit. So what I'm going to do, and I flick my wand, and I create a miniature version illusion of myself right outside the window, and I leave it there. Does anything happen? It stays outside. You can watch it, and you can see the fog roll through it, basically. It is a very heavy fog, surprising for the weather. You didn't expect it in the summertime, but... Um, yeah, so I look over, I look over at uh, Ralph and uh, Lisa Ben, and I say, yeah, I don't think there's anything out there. We, I think we can just chill, you know? Y- y'all go back to sleep. Let's get some rest. Get ready for these campers. I bet the waves are sick right now with all this fog. We must got like a storm front coming in or something. God, I wish I could get out there and get these waves. Well, you know, we, we can definitely do that tomorrow, you know, uh, during the daytime. When there's not this creepy uh, fog out there and, you know, dying kids from 30 years ago. Yeah, it's real vibe killer. (laughs) I go back into my tiny hut um, and I say lights out and my hut, my little dome turns pitch black again and I go back to sleep. Excellent counselor behavior. (laughs) As you say lights out, everyone's eyes close and you drift back to sleep. You wake up the next morning to two knocks at the door and you hear... All right, doors open. Mess hall breakfast is being served. Uh, it is, of course, Myra from the rec center. Derek will wake up and say, oh, All right, I'm going to shower real quick. And then, yeah, I'll see you guys at breakfast, okay? You guys all right? You look kind of spooked. I am not. But maybe I will be. Right. I had a possible dream about what you told us last night. But I could have sworn it was real. I mean, I remember seeing some fog. That means I told the story right. Good. Remember how I said it. It's a good way to get the kids kind of invested, and it shows that you're a protective body to them. They'll rely on you more if they kind of fear something else. I know it's kind of sick, but it's something my dad taught me. But don't worry, it's it's just a legend. No big deal, okay? You're fine. Ah, yes, control with fear. Understood. That is kind of what I said. Uh, All right, I'm going to shower. Go get something to eat, guys, okay? You can take the shower later on. Out of character, she's going to get murdered immediately. (laughs) 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 Yeah, so um, uh, Choppin steps out of her dome, and she is wearing an exact replica of Belle's dress from Being the Beast when she is dancing with Beast. At the end. Wow. For breakfast? For breakfast. This is just the breakfast gown. And she looks around. She says, well, um, I guess we shouldn't keep this food waiting. 
and uh, I wore my big dress today just in case, you know, I need to pack on some calories because of all the stuff we're going to do. So I step out and I pull out my wand and I am going to cast alarm so that just in case, you know, you know I think I'm still a little spooked. Mm-hmm. So just in case someone decides to mess with our hut, I'll be notified of it. Oh, okay. Spy shit. That dress is quite becoming on you, Choppin. Oh, this little ratty thing right here. I found it uh, at the swap meet uh, with a few of the girls when we went shopping the other day. And I just had to have it. It looks real. You know, it looks almost like the real thing if you ever seen Beating the Beast. But, you know, yeah. he wasn't really a beast. He was actually real fine. It's just, you know, people, you know, different strokes for different folks. And I sashay out of the, out of the, uh, <laughs> the cabin. Okay. Yes, he did end up being quite weak at the end. You know, I do. Uh, you know, I really do agree. the the beast The beast form was much better. Yes, that chin. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So I've cast an alarm. Okay. I will make sure that any action that happens on the hut will be notified. Then, how are you setting the alarm to just alarm you in your head, or to make a loud noise? Oh, good question. So yeah, uh, it lasts for eight hours. And a mental alarm alerts you with a ping in your mind if you are within one mile of the warded area. The ping awakens you if you're sleeping. Yeah. Okay. So an audible alarm produces the sound of a handbell for 10 seconds within 60 feet. Oh, so if it's within 60 feet, then it's a handbell. But if if I'm within one mile, I'll get like a little, you know, text message in my brain. Oh, I thought you could choose for some reason. Mm. Choose your ringtone. You know. (laughs) You're 150 feet away from the mess hall. So it's a bit of a walk, but you're all down for it. That's what camping is about, right? And of course, two of you have the proper footwear. So there you go. As you enter the mess hall, I need everyone to make me a perception check, please. Ralph uh, had his morning smoke on the way over. Ah, then roll with disadvantage. Lisa Ben got a 12. Yeah, got a nat one. So that's a three. Okay. Uh... Oh my god, are those pancakes, baby? Oh, they got syrup. Oh my god, guys, look, Myra, Mira, whatever the, whatever the frick. Oh, oh, these kids are so lucky. It's going to take like eight pancakes. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) The rest of you enter the mess hall and can actually look around, but Ralph is dead ahead for the pancakes. It's breakfast time and Ralph knows it. It is breakfast time. (laughs) Ruffles slapped down a tray of pancakes right in front of Myra. Lisa Ben and Choppin, you can see that Rex has been cooking away and is loading pancakes up ready for you guys. Syrup, butter, and all the fixings is on the side. Uh, he grunts in your direction as an acknowledgement. Eh. And uh, you see a centaur woman that you have not met yet. And she'll, with a mouthful of pancakes, just go, Oh, hi there, how you doing? I'm Nurse Quinn. Uh, I'm the medic here on the camp. Nice to meet you all. I immediately, I chop and immediately run to her and I say, Quinn, girl, hi. And I go ahead and give her a big old hug while oh. she's eating. That's nice. Now I got to sanitize my hands. I, I Oh, she's one of those people. <laughs> just, I don't want to put my hands on the pancakes, the pancakes in my mouth, and then you touched me. It's fine. Uh, it's nice to meet you, though. I'm I'm the nurse here at the camp, so if anyone's hurt, you come to me, right? If anyone's drowning, you come to me. Um, but what do you do if somebody's missing? We come to you, Paula? You go to, the, you go to the camp direct. Yeah, you go to Paula. That's not missing I can't help with, right? But if they're hurt, if they're bleeding, you come to me. But I can't if they're missing, because that's I can't take care of that. They don't teach that in nursing school. I, I hear that. Uh, well, you know, let me not be rude. This is my friend. These are my friends over here. Uh, we got a uh, Lisa Benad, and we also got a uh, our dear friend Ralph. And you know, Paula, I got like a real peculiar question for you. So, you know, last night we were just enjoying our, uh, our sleep time, and uh, for some reason, you know, my dear friend over there, Lisa Ben, uh, she said that there was a, a floating head outside. Oh. Did you see a floating head yesterday? I sure didn't. No, did. <laughs> Did Derek tell you the stories? Oh, his his dad was here back when the camp was around the first time. So was I. So was Rex, actually. All A lot of us, long-time nethermouthers. 
No, if Derek just told you the story, it's just a story. We had an accident, some kids got attacked by animals, and it was awful. It was just dreadful, it was. Uh, Unfortunately, Also, if you find a camper dead, I can't help with that. Uh, what's the probability of uh, us finding a camper dead? I just, you know, I need to know statistics. I'm a numbers kind of girl. Well, I, I worked at the camp for uh, 17 years the first time it was around, uh, not to give away my age, but um, I'm still a young, a young centaur. But out of all the years I was there, there have only ever been six casualties, five casualties mm. and one poor missing can- counselor. Yeah, so... Uh- so the odds are real low. We shouldn't have that happen again. We're going to rebuild and be strong again here at Camp Nethermouth. All these new Nethermouthers. Were the, uh, were the animals caught that, you know, killed these, uh, these poor little campers? I don't think they were caught. You can't punish an animal for being an animal. You know, the campers weren't careful is what I understand. The counselor said they kind of went away from their sight, and that's when things go wrong. That's why we're very careful about the rules. So I, I'm, I'm all for these campers being locked in their cabins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to mosey on over here and eat some of these uh, pancakes and, and other vittles. Yeah. You know, Rex, he's a great cook. Man, he can work that griddle. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm quiet. All right. Well, uh, I'm, I'm going to go do that. Uh, nice okay. talking to you, Quinn. Yes, nice talking to you. I'll be in my nurse's cabin uh, should you need anything. But if you don't need anything, I'll see you at the next meal, okay? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I look over at Ralph and Lisa Ben and I say, so how much do y'all believe um, that these kids were killed by animals? I mean, bears, man. Yes, I would agree. We are in the woods with trees and wild animals, so it makes sense. Oh, y'all talking about the incident last time? Oh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, Myra, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I take a step away, and I'm going to go get pancakes, and I'm just leave Myra to talk to them. <laughs> All right. Lisa Ben is going to go with, uh, <laughs> with Choppin and say to Rex, Rex, I see that there are pancakes and maple syrup, but I was told there would be carrots. Rex will... And disappear into the kitchen. You'll hear him fumble around, shut a big cooler, and come back out and hold some carrots out on a bowl. Uh, Lisa Ben will take the entire bowl. Rex will go over to a board on the wall. And write down more carrots with one R. Yes, more carrots. More I pick, <laughs> I pick up uh, whatever he was using to write with, uh-huh. and I I correct it, <sighs> and walks away. Oh no, he's not walking away from me. I run and I give him a big old hug, <laughs> <laughs> and I say, <laughs> and so um, I walk over and. Um, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get some brekkie. As you're doing that, and we'll let you get back to the table. Myra has already passed her can of butter over to Ralph. Nice, putting that in my coffee, on my pancakes. Yes, we should totally go on a watercraft without life jackets after this, Myra. Ah, uh, yes, <laughs> gonna have a fun about- fucking summer. How you said can of? I, I missed that joke, but y'all keep going. He said can of butter, but I thought he said can of butter. <laughs> oh, okay. Dank meme butter. Dank meme butter is what it is. It took, right. it, it took right. me a second. It's dank meme butter. Thank you for that correction. Meme butter, yep. Oh, I forgot to tell you guys. Paula has gone into town. She unlocked my door and left me a note, and it said that I'm in charge. Here, I'll show you the note. And there's a note that does say that Paula has gone into town for some inventory and that Myra is in charge. So what I need you to do is I'm good at the activity center. Uh, I'm going to leave that alone, actually, because you guys knocked it out yesterday. Rock on. And she gives you the rock on symbol, pinky and pointer finger. Nice. When you're done with breakfast, I need you to help clean up and then help Rex load up all the stuff into the kitchen. There's a, a big cooler 
dropped off. I think this morning, right, Rex? You dropped it off? Ugh. Yeah, so he's got cooler that you need to unload, put all the stuff in the fridge. And then after that, uh, I think you got the data yourself. You know, check with Nurse Quinn, make sure she doesn't need anything. And then, fuck it, I'll be at the river. So meet me at the docks. Use your life vests if you don't know how to swim. We got them in all sizes, so don't worry, you Aloxodon. We got one in a, a extra big U size. Thank you. Yeah, so uh, I'll be floating on the river. You guys do whatever I just said to do. Ballin. Yeah. So since Paula's gone, if anything really major happens, let me know. I think, oh, the ride. I was going to say you can ask Rex for a ride, but since Paula's in town, we don't have the car anymore. So uh, the van's gone, so never mind. Yeah. Do your thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to eat this stick of butter. Myra, I just want to verify. Nurse Quinn is the cheese and crackers, don't you know, lady, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the one. The centaur that talks like she's from uh, the cheese world. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Nom nom butter. Nom nom. Oh my god. Love her and her style. (laughs) (laughs) You all can finish your breakfast then, and you are on kitchen duty. As you're eating, you'll see Nurse Quinn leave the mess hall. Um, She will leave her plate close to the kitchen, but not quite within Rex's reach. Yeah, I uh, go and pick it up. It's very nice of you. Uh, And Nurse Quinn is gone. And then Myra will do the same thing and continue on her way. You all will finish breakfast. You are all nourished and full rested for the day. Bring your dishes into the kitchen. Rex will look over and grunt again and move his head over his right shoulder uh, toward the door in the back of the mess hall. If you exit the door, you'll see that there are cooler boxes ready to be brought in. And as you're doing this, I need everyone to make me one more. Uh, you know what? Let's do investigation instead of perception. I still have a disadvantage. Yeah, the can of butter. For sure you do. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a day. <laughs> I got a 10. 10 for investigation. I got an 11. Was 11 the highest? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so here's what you see in the mess hall. As you're loading the food into the, into the mess hall... Rex is pointing and grunting in the directions of each box. You're carrying in things like burgers, ground beef, a lot of bread, hot dog buns, burger buns, that type of thing. There's frozen shrimp. There's a lot of aluminum foil. Yeah. uh, A lot of flour, sugar, all the main ingredients you would need for a kitchen. As you're loading things into the kitchen, as Rex points them out, you'll see that Rex has written his menu out on the wall, directly on the wall, not a thing on the wall. He writes on the wall. Uh, his menu for the week for these kids. And there's also an allergy list that he has for each kid and counselor. So uh, it is a food allergens list, I should say. He'll point to the allergy list and look at the three of you and grunt. Nah, buddy, I'm good. Yeah, Lisa Ben will write down her name and peanuts. (laughs) I say, oh, no, there are no uh, allergies over here. I'm good. All right. Can can Lisa Ben note the allergy list for like people who have specific allergies? Uh sure. You know your allergy is peanuts. Uh Derek, your counselor friend, your senior counselor, is allergic to seafood and milk. Camper Caleb is allergic to seafood. Camper Blue, spelled B-L-U, is allergic to soy. And Camper Jarek. That's Derek with a J, is allergic to egg and wheat. Poor kid. (laughs) Right. I will write all that in the chat for you as well. You will continue putting stuff away for Rex in the kitchen for several hours. At one point, Rex grabs a wet rag and goes out into the eating area to wipe down the tables. The three of you did not notice this. In fact, because of the poor rolls, I didn't even tell Tisha, Jonathan, or Katie this happened. But... Rex begins wiping down tables and benches in the mess hall. As he gets to the end of one of the tables, there is a small pool of red liquid. Rex takes one of his fingers and swipes it across the liquid and rubs the crimson sauce in between his gums. He grimaces, unsure of what he just tasted. He takes a moment to think, tilts his head to the right and shrugs, and finishes wiping down the table. 
Join us next week for part two, where we figure out what's going on in Camp Nethermouth. Until then, for the cast of Roll Gay Roleplay, bye everyone. An RGRP LLC production.